It's Monday. I'm uh, Ed Hat. I'm here with my good friend and brother, uh, Laren Flint. Hey, everyone. So, Laren, I was thinking, you know, uh, we got asked to do this podcast um, as opposed to preaching up front. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking that's because we don't have quite the stage presence or the beauty of right. the Steves and Christine and Laura. Right. We have great faces for radio, don't we? Yes. So we're, we're going to hit it out of the park, right? Yeah, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're, um, we're reading from 1 Samuel 3 today, actually verses 1 through 10, which was covered in the message on, on Sunday. And we're going to reinforce some of that and take it a little further. But um, our hope and our prayer is that um, while you're listening, that you will once again um, ask yourself the question, you know, what is God saying to me? And perhaps what's one small commitment uh, that I can make to him uh, from what he's telling me? So I'll get started with the uh, scripture here. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not gone out yet, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called to Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lay down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. We hope that if you weren't able to watch Pastor Steve's message on Sunday that you take the time to do so. It was really enriching, I felt, and... Uh, what was taught dovetails and often overlaps with what uh, we felt nudged ourselves. Um, even though the calling of Samuel tends to get a lot of Christian teaching airtime, uh, there's a really simple concept in these verses that, that at least nudged my spirit. Um, even if we factor in the differences between the Old and New Covenant and acknowledge that Pentecost hasn't happened yet, at the center of the story, we have this veteran man of God, right, Eli, coaching a young man to identify God's voice and teaching him how to respond. This coaching, this type of discipleship, I feel is, is important. I'm so thankful for Watermark's emphasis on listening to God. But I found that uh, what should be a very foundational form of discipleship, teaching each other on a one-to-one -one basis to listen for and identify God's voice is often badly neglected. I know many churches that 
run regular discipleship programs on scripture reading, and Bible study, financial stewardship, marriage relationships. These are all important, right, Ed? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I've run into so many Christians, even Christian veterans, who struggle to discern God's voice, um, who've either received no discipleship in recognizing God's voice, or they've received such a, a minimalistic, cursory teaching that they feel it must be somewhat unimportant in the Christian life. But the ability to hear God accurately and frequently is the backbone of the Christian life, not some sort of frosting on the cake. Even though God works through other people to speak into our lives, the, the Holy Spirit is our ultimate counselor, our guide in the Christian life. So we should disciple others in this and look to be discipled ourselves. This needs to be intentional. Um, most of us need personalized one-on-one -on -one parent to child, man to man, woman to woman coaching in this. Yeah, and I think um, when you say most of us, I would say all of right. us, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter where we're at with our walk in the Lord. I think that process of discipling others and being discipled is a lifelong thing. And so I'm, I guess I'm wondering, Laren, what are some tips for us, you know, of just how, how to do that, I guess? Yeah, if I were to think of specific areas that I think you know, tips that might help a, a Christian as far as hearing from God, I think one of the things that I do hear more commonly now and I really appreciate it is, first of all, <laughs> you know, we need to check with what we feel prompted about uh, with Scripture because God won't, won't ask us to do something that contradicts His Word, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is important, and it places an urgency on us to get to know God through his word. Um, I think one thing that um, Pastor Steve mentioned, which I'll echo, is just that hearing from God is not for super Christians only. Mm. Um, it's, it's, this is meant to be a basic staple of the Christian life, uh, given that God, God wouldn't make doing so overly difficult. Uh, while some of us may hear from God best through scripture reading or worship music or simple conversation god is a communicator and he wants to talk to us he wants to uh, that's the way it is for all love-based relationships uh, god doesn't give his children the the silent treatment right sure um the next point i think of is that uh and i've needed to tell myself this sometimes is that the voice of god is not weird <laughs> um, in in the story you just read uh, God's voice was close enough to Eli's that Samuel thought three times that it was most likely Eli he, he didn't come and say to Eli Eli I've got some some alien talking to me in in, uh, in my room um, I think oftentimes God's voice may be gentler uh, more loving and uh, draws less gaudy attention to itself than than we might expect. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think it's something that can, in a sense, be felt right? yeah. when he's speaking to you. Yeah. 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 I I think the last thing I would say is that I I have had to remind myself that the Holy Spirit's voice is spiritual, as basic as that seems. Uh, 
we need to learn to tune into the Holy Spirit with our spirits, a spirit-to-spirit connection. Um, this is true whether we want to encounter God through scripture or worship or conversation. Um, and our spirit is not the same thing as our intellect. And I, I think too many people um, start their Christian life with this childlike heart faith and repentance imbued with spiritual joy only to, over time, uh, try to make the Christian life and their relationship with God an intellectual or an emotional one rather than a spiritual one. Um, when I'm helping couples or individuals and, and they're, uh, one of them says to me, I, I can't seem to hear from God. It just seems like a dry well. I, I don't you know how to hear from him. I keep getting stuck. Mm. Um, and more often for me personally, uh, guys tend to struggle with this, but it doesn't have to be this, but I'll, I'll ask them perhaps, okay, well, why don't you pray out loud and, and let's just talk to God. And so this precious, maybe man of God will then start to pray and say, <laughs> God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love for me. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and he'll be, he'll be shoved up into his head and trying to talk at God rather than uh, talking with God mm. uh, from from the spirit, from yeah. from deeper down. Um, Ed, I know that this area of listening to God and hearing from him, this is something you're really passionate about, and I really respect how much you implement this, how much you uh, follow through on this in your walk. What would you say uh, Christians would need to hear about this yeah i guess um I, I do place a high value on that and um one of the areas that i've really struggled with honestly is that i think if we're advocating for someone else and we're talking to god with them about them we can be very clear-minded and mm -hmm. listening to god and what he is really telling us mm -hmm. um but I know that for myself, my own desires sometimes get in the way of hearing from God clearly. And I can so easily um, intellectualize um, what I think God is telling me. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it's really easy to justify, I guess, uh, a word or an action um, that seems very, very good, um, but it's really being pushed by my own desires mm -hmm. and really not by what God's will is and what I'm really hearing from him. And the way I typically figure that out is in retrospect mm -hmm. um, because I don't see the result that I thought I was going to see, and often it's a very negative result and can sometimes be very painful. It doesn't bear that life-giving fruit exactly. that if, it, if it really was from the Yeah, Holy and so when that happens, it's like, oh, you know, I guess uh, I, was, um, I was pushing and taking control and doing what I wanted to do, and, um, and, and so then I need to learn from that. So when I get in that situation again, that um, I, I don't make that same mistake, so... What would, you, what would you say to somebody who struggled with that, who struggled with their own spiritual reasoning or, or their own wisdom, sure. kind of confusing the two? What would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think some of the things that I've learned is to wait okay. um, and not act. Um, 
give things time, um, good to get back into God's word, but also especially, you know, just good to bounce it off someone that you trust um, that, you know, is following the Lord because they're going to have a little bit clearer head about your situation mm-hmm. than you are. And then, of course, the tough part is to listen um, and that maybe that person is speaking into your life. Yeah. yeah. I've seen you do that in your walk, and I really respect that. Mm. Um, yeah. You've also said at times that I'm very stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) I've said that once, yes. Yes, you did say that once. Okay, all right, all right. You didn't say it more than once. But it it needed to be said, though. It needed to be said, right? You know? Um, So I appreciate that from you. And and that that really does bring up a good point, is that um, you should have somebody in your life that yeah. is willing and able yeah. to say those hard things, yeah. right? That that you trust, cares for you. Yes. And yeah, and I know that about you, you know, yeah. so um, I, I do take it to heart. And I might not always do what you would suggest, but you, you do change what I decide to do typically. Yeah, it's, and that's a lot of what it is, right? I mean, what, how we bounce off of each other mm-hmm. shouldn't lead to controlling each other it should lead us back to the holy spirit right to exactly to him yes and that's good that's That's a really good thing yeah yeah so i am thinking too laren that um you know you've talked about quite a few different things here but um, i know for myself sometimes i have all these voices in my head Mm -hmm. and you know trying to discern you know what is from the spirit um what is from me um what what are what are some other voices that might get in the way from us hearing from God? I think, aside from our own spiritual rationalizations, I, I think sometimes we can have well-meaning people in our lives that are very willing to tell us what we should do and what right. God's will is for us. And I, I think we need to make sure that even though it's wholesome and, and wise to listen to to preaching and teaching and mentoring and these things that really we view the Holy Spirit as our ultimate counselor. And then the other thing is um, simply that Satan Mm. can be involved. And um, by that, I don't mean some kind of weird exorcist possession moment or something like that. But the fact is that, that we can be tempted with negative thoughts, with fears, with feelings of dread um, and sometimes we need to distinguish between a thought flitting through our minds versus a thought originated by us. You know, if I were to ask you, you know, I'm going to pick on you you're right here, but anybody sure. that's listening, if I were going to ask, give you a math problem and, you know, what is uh, 113 minus 26? What, what, is, what is that? Um, I think of myself as mathematical i'm hoping it's 87 (laughs) (laughs) regardless of whether you're right or not whether we're right or not on that the thoughts that you just processed yes those are yours yes that is what it feels like to think your thoughts yeah and so many times people have thoughts that flip through their mind uh i'm worthless i'm Mm. i'm no good i uh, this is true for everyone but me. God loves, God will deliver to everyone but me. What's wrong with me? Uh, mm-hmm. Something good's happened. When is the other shoe going to drop? Yeah. Um, and these different thoughts that are dark and, and condemning and confusing, 
And um, we need to pay attention to our thoughts and take take those captives. Mm. If if they're not from the Holy Spirit, uh, we need to be wary. And sure. That's different than thinking that every, <laughs> you know, every book that falls in in, in the room is from Satan. Mm. That. But right. um, what are some questions that we could ask? Our audience here, Ed, here at the end, about this area, about discipleship and listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I guess, you know, one that immediately comes to mind is that, um, you know, I'm really grateful for our friendship. Hmm. And um, sometimes for guys, especially, that's not as comfortable um, mm-hmm. to, you know, wade into those kind of mm-hmm. things, especially in our spiritual lives. And um, so I guess, you know, my question would be is, you know, do you, do you have someone like that in your life, okay. you know, that can speak into your life would be a question I would have. How That's about great. for you? I think as simple as just saying, where do I have strengths in hearing from God that I could help others, I could disciple others, and where, you know, who is somebody that I could seek out as far as getting discipleship to hear from God better? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ed. All right, great. Have a great day.